Hello and welcome to another episode of Jumpcast, the podcast from the award-winning team behind Jumpcut Online. My name is Dave and I'm your host for today's episode where I am joined by Tom Sheffield. Welcome, Tom. Hey, all right. Well, yeah, I picked up your name. And you I was going to say, man, that was a peak <laughs> there and then just a dull <laughs> drop at the end. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's probably the, a perfect description, a dull drop. There you go. <laughs> Put that on my gravestone, please. Like you pulled the curtain back and you were like at the wrong event or something. You're yeah. right. Oh, oh yeah, I think. <laughs> he wasn't prepared. And that voice you just heard, that is the voice of Nick Stanifoff. Stanifoff. You, you're, you're, you're right, mate. Just keep going. But hello, how are we doing? All? <laughs> Plug on. How you doing, man? I'm, I'm great. Thanks. That's about mate. it, really. That's all I've yeah. got to say. The best we've got at the moment. <laughs> I can tell this is going to be an absolute brilliant episode. Today Strap we are up. going to review the long-awaited and biggest film of the year that we've been waiting three years for now. It is the new Mutants. Um, so. I bet we're all excited because we've all been waiting a very long time for this one. So, sorry, lads. I just got a bunch of sarcasm through the interference there. That was a bit of... It, a little bit. I tried to tone it down. All right, fair. Did you actually believe it when you sat down and it started? you think, finally, this is actually happening? Or Finally, did... some well-deserved respect for, for what is easily the best chapter of the X-Men franchise, yeah. Well, let's get to that. Uh, <laughs> Let's put a pause button first. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, I just want to quickly talk about, uh, as we're all back in cinemas now, or at least us three have been brave enough to be back in the uh, the big screen. I just want to know how your uh, feelings have been. So, um, Tom, let's start with you. Are you happy to be back? Yeah, um, I was I was a little bit hesitant, but um, so I've sort of been working in schools and that I've been working throughout sort of lockdown and that. So. Being outside wasn't as scary, but the, yeah, with cinemas and that, I've been to two now. I've been to a Cineworld and I've been to um, a local one. Um, and they were they both handled it brilliantly. I think the staff were brilliant. Um, the systems they've got inside. Uh, oh, no, tell a lie. I've been to three. I've been to Odin as well. Um, but yeah. What are you lying for, Tom? Well, yeah, it's, they've, all, they've all handled it brilliantly. I, and I felt safe when I was in there, which is which is all you can really ask for at the minute. Nice. What films have you seen? Have you seen you um, the old classics yet? Oh, classics. I've seen Tenet twice and then New Mutants. Oh. So just the new ones. What about you, Nick? You have um, been back? Mine's, my, my, to be fair, my experience has been perfectly fine. Like, um, there was obviously a bit more of a delay in comparison to you guys. Uh, oh, yeah. From Scotland, point. from cinemas. Um, but my my sort of visits i've had i've had three trips now uh unhinged tenet and the new mutants and they've all been both been perfectly fine um it's just the sort of am i allowed to have a tango ice blast or will i be shot on site is the sort of question that i've asked myself um i've left unscathed um but yeah th- th- to be honest the one thing i've noticed that's been understandable but like a bit of a bit of a frustration is with cinema world in terms of their process of three seats three spaces to a seat if that's mm. right um yeah. like trying to book a tenant particularly was just an absolute nightmare um for getting the times in right and yeah whereas whereas to my well and from what i've had experience with odeon's not really had that much of an issue but i think it is because there's not many to a cinema to a screen and they're quite spaced in the seats anyway 
Um, but but yeah, besides that, it's been perfectly fine. Um, oh, and yeah, so it was unhinged, unhinged tenant in the New Mutants that I've seen. Nice. I've yeah, I'm about the same. I, I braved actually going to London. I went to the uh, the IMAX near Leicester Square the other day to see Tenant, and that was I was really impressed how they dealt with everything there. I had like six seats between me, so that was fine. And there, uh, right. one way in, one way out. Um, but they at the end they did all push us out through one door. Like there was an ice cream van out there, and everyone. Was... <laughs> uh, and were you gutted when you found there wasn't? Yeah, it was just fucking pissing down with rain. Uh, <laughs> outrage. Outrage. But my local cinema is so quiet. I haven't got right. a problem with it. Yeah, there's just no one around. You can keep yourself to yourself. Do you still get Tango Ice Blasts, Nick, at your one? Or are you got the Vimto one? Um, so with the Odeon, uh, I think it was Tango Ice Blast. And then with Cineworld, it's like the, is it the Icy? Yeah, like the, the Icy. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've sort of I've sort of made an effort to sort of refrain from buying stuff um because of the obvious concern of like when to wear a mask when not to wear a mask etc um, uh, but it is just strange like there's just you know as much as pretty much everything else in life at the moment like there's rules that are bending in every direction and no one really knows what's going on or what to do um like particularly in cinemas it's just like it was just weird um but yeah, it's just I think I think it's the closest thing to normality as well that that, I've, that we've had in a while, which is nice, just to trip out and to actually go and do something rather than binge Netflix or every other streaming service that's been cleared out. Exactly, it's just nice to get out of the house. Yeah, yeah. to see daylight and then sit in a room for two hours in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> Bit counterproductive, but you know, that's very true. And have you enjoyed all the films you've seen? What did you think of Unhinged? I haven't asked you. Oof, um. So I, I I don't want to go into it too much because I can I can hear a blood vessel in Reese's head like start to pulse with rage, um, but I just I just wasn't a fan at all. I, I, um, quite, enjoy, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, enjoyed it. yeah, wasn't wasn't my bag. Um, I think it's interesting that the first casting choice for it was Nicolas Cage because I would I think I would have enjoyed it a hell of a lot more um, because Crazy Cage is better than Crazy Crow in my in my book. Um, big big Crazy Crow, yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, and then Tenet, well, the jump cut thread and its debate is rages on, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I've I've tried to sort of stay out of that one as well, purely because I need like a Doc Brown chalkboard to try and figure out what actually happened. Um, <laughs> Did but, Sam's diagram not help? Uh, it, no. It, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, man, if you need a diagram, you know, I just... I'll probably go back. I'll probably go back and and have another go. Um, but yeah, not for a while. My brain's still a bit um, scrambled. Um, and you know, I just I rather watch Bernard watch. Um, but yeah, I've I've seen it twice now, and I still don't really understand it. Uh, <laughs> Nick, so don't feel bad about yourself. Glad um, we're in the same rocky boat, mate. Yeah, but I still quite enjoyed it. All right, fair enough. Then I'm on rare... my own and I'm drowning. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get it. But yeah, I'm glad we're all back. Uh, so if anyone is hesitant about going back to cinemas, I know a lot of people still are all. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. Just you say that on the door to people walking by. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. Like, it's all you right. can go in. No one's, no one's like looking peaky or a bit, bit under the weather. So we're fine. I think if I went to a really packed screening, I would feel a bit uneasy. But so far... That yeah. hasn't really that really hasn't happened. So. Yeah, 
the the scary enough thing was going to the central London. I was been on the central line to be honest. That was. Yeah, I think that's I think that's one of the biggest issues is is the the travel is more concerning for me anywhere than than the actual destination. Mm. Um, yeah, definitely. Like I, I went out to Nottingham last last weekend and it was like a four hour train ride, five hours really, but one particular train was four hours. Cool. And just to have a mask on for four hours was a bit heavy. Um, but yeah, and on the train back, a woman had a parrot on the train, which was really uh, enjoyable. Oh. Um, <laughs> So that sort of spiced my train ride up. Um, so yeah, that's a different different experience. But yeah, the li- just the travel's a bit more of an issue. Your life's never dull, is it? <laughs> yeah, mate. Just parrots, you know. It's just it was really weird. Like, got on the train and and there was a woman's. I thought she was putting the luggage away, and it was just actually like the luggage scraping against the roof, but it was actually a parrot. Um, so yeah, that was an interesting journey. So was the parrot in a cage or was it? Just it was like a parrot. A... It was in the cage. Yeah, yeah. But oh, it was, so you know, wasn't just like on the shoulder like a pirate. No, chat, no. Chat, chatting to everyone else. But what was funny is you could see every surrounding passenger sneakily take their phone out to either take a photo or text people to say there is a parrot on my train. Um, <laughs> and yeah, getting a trying to get a nap in on that journey was impossible as well. I bet. Oh well. Cool. Well, I'm glad you had a good trip. <laughs> Cheers, mate. I'm trying to think of a, a neat segue into the review now, but I've got nothing, so let's just get on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Something what? to get flappy about? I've got was I've there, got nothing. Was there a mutant on there? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, we're going to talk about the new mutants. Uh, I'm going to read a quick bio from IMDb so people can try and guess what we're trying to discuss. And then we will... I think we will slightly go into spoilers, but try not to ruin the ending. Okay, Nick and Tom? Certainly. Works for me. Because, you know, not a lot happens. Uh, okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Five young mutants just discovering their abilities while held in a secret facility against their will, fight to escape their past sins and save themselves. Is that a fair representation, Nick? I feel that's exactly what it says on the tin. But therein lies the problem. Okay, so shall we start with the positives or the negatives first? Take the hell, mate. I just thought, well, there's only so many words I can use the words so-so and meh. <laughs> um, but the new, the new Mertens. <laughs> yeah, but we should probably give this film a little bit of background because this was a long time coming, wasn't it? It was, uh, I've just been reading the wiki page, wiki, wiki page, Wikipedia page for it. And this was originally meant to come out in September. Oh, no, it finished. It was filmed in 2017 and it was meant to come out in April 2018. And then since then, it's kept having releases, uh, reshoots, reported reshoots. I'm never actually quite sure if they were being confirmed or not. It had to be delayed because the whole Disney uh, buying out Fox and then they decided they don't really want anything to do with it. And then trying to find a place for it in their schedule where people won't see it. And this is where we are. Um, I don't even know where to start. It is okay. It's better than X Men Apocalypse. I'm trying that to think. Of... Hard though, was it really? <laughs> I'm about to say the bar's not very high there. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it was good as Dark Phoenix. A lot of people are telling me, "Oh, it's better than Dark Phoenix." I quite enjoyed Dark Phoenix. See, but... see again for me, Dark Phoenix is it's fine. It's yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I think that's I think that's the case with a lot of the X Men films for me is they're just they're all right. All I right. Mean, I, think, I mean, let's be honest, it's not they've not 
topped. If we're going to go sort of spin-offs, like they peaked at Logan and they never mm. they they not should have stopped, but it's like you're going to have a you're going to have a job on your hands to try and match that. And I don't yeah. think I don't think that was ever the intention with what followed, but I think in terms of actual ensemble films that they had, actual actual X-Men films, I think like for me Days of Future Past was the last good film they did. I don't know if that's just me or if we're talking X-Men film, you're probably right. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's a fair few years ago now. 2014, uh, so a good while ago, yeah. Do you, any of you guys, are you familiar with the comic books of the New Mutants um, at all? Uh, I just want to know if it's a fair representation of what the, the books and the comics and the characters are like. Because uh, I've read a lot yeah. about whitewashing and some uh, iffy language. Yeah, um, I've never read sort of any of the comics. Um, I read like um, the sort of Ultimate X-Men run that they did. Mm-hmm. Um, but besides besides that, with like New Mutants, I, I knew I knew of characters to enough that when, obviously when there was blatant nods in the film to certain things, I was like, all oh, right, okay, that makes sense. But besides that, not, not at all. What about you, Tom? You are a fan? Um, the comics, I, I, re- I remember reading a little run of it a while like a few years ago but yeah i've not really ever really properly delved into them so but like like nick names rung a bell and things like that but yeah yeah i wasn't that invested in in them to going into it because uh we, we i think you guys have probably seen it the tweet that the, the the creator and the writer of the new mutants put out and he's seen the film and he's not too happy with it and they've also spelt his name wrong at oh, the end yeah at, I saw wow. that, yeah at the end so um yeah bob, bob mcloyd or something his name is and yeah so he's not too pleased with his representation of as if you get that wrong though do you know what i mean of all the things to get wrong that is not something you should be getting no. wrong it's like you know stan lee with a y like why have Ooh. you done it <laughs> it's like, that's crazy it but i think it, i think that sort of my my sort of what i've taken away from it is whilst the production and the and the issues that they've had with it i don't think if it if it came out on the time it came out i think my verdict of it wouldn't have changed um no i think i i looked at i sort of walked away and i feel like this is a really weird like comparison but like stick with me i feel like it's you know if you've got the only way i can compare it you know if you've got like a set of exams you've got to do and you failed two of them and you've got one left and you know if you even if you pass this it makes no difference i feel like that's what the new mutants was it was like let's just get it out of the way let's just rip it off like a blaster and just be done with it <laughs> yeah definitely now yeah, originally it was meant to be a trilogy apparently well that's yeah that's not gonna happen is it yeah no this is it now dead uh, no more <laughs> i i remember seeing the first trailer and being really impressed though uh, thinking that they were going to make like a, an X-Men film, like a dark, scary, horror-like X-Men film. And I think everyone was really buzzed for it. And then slowly along the way with the whole the delays and all the... It's now come more of a, a joke and a meme than an actual film. <laughs> even even, exactly the, even the official account. <laughs> it's just, it's annoying that like, like you say, they pitched it like a horror film. And that's why I was like, right, that's mm. a really interesting perspective to sort of put on a universe that you're familiar with. But you're, you know, because my my issue with like, any remakes or spin-off, it's like try not to do the same thing because what's you know what's the point? But to go in it with that direction, I think was 
would have been really interesting. My my frustration with it was it was so tame in what it was trying to execute. Um, like it just wasn't it wasn't scary, and I think no. that was my issue with it. Yeah, I wish they lent into the uh, the scariest die uh, a whole lot more. It would have been so much more entertaining. I found myself. I'm trying to think when I, it lost me, but I think it was quite near the beginning. To right. be honest, um, I just thought, why are all these five kids in this really big hospital? Um, that annoyed me for one. Uh, one person looking after them—that's not realistic, is it? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but the thing is, I think with any sort of superhero film, you've got to obviously give it a bit of leeway in terms of realism. But the the problem was that you're asking, you were asking, and I'm not I'm like the royal you. You get, you're asking yourself <laughs> more questions as the film goes on like like exactly like you say like why are there only five of them why is this a massive hospital why why does she why is she why is the nurse like alice bragger's doctor got somehow got control over them when they could clearly overpower it if they really wanted to yeah um and just yeah just little problems i had like i think the visual i think the actual like aesthetic of the film like the the comparison the sort of the complete op- opposite of like the x-mansion it's not polished it's not pristine you don't want to you don't want to live there and i think looking at it you're like you've got you've clearly got the vibe and you're clearly going for something but it's just not even it's nowhere close to what it's trying to get to get to Mm. yeah i agree uh tom what do you what do you think yeah i think that that was my main takeaway from it was i just i just wanted it to be more more horror and just fully dive into it um like I feel like that, like you said, the, the, when that first trailer came out, and I, I remember everyone buzzing about it. Like, you know, you had the face, like the faces coming from the walls and the hand in the washing machine and all that lot. And that I, that, it, that it, didn't make the movie, did it? Yeah, no, that bit didn't. Yeah, which is which is weird. Um, and probably, you know, one of the one of the many cuts that they made. That, but I just think like a lot of the a lot of the best stuff was in was in the trailers that they um. Because there was only a, a couple of trailers for it, weren't they? But yeah, like the 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 um, hand in the in the dryer or whatever it is, you know, could have been a proper good jump scare if you'd have not seen it in the trailer, I reckon. Mm. But you just knew it was coming, so it just it just completely devoided that moment of any of any scare. Um, but and all I had in my head was, you know, you were mentioning like there's only five of them there, and then there's the doctor. All I had in my head the whole time was the. Um, the, I think if it's in the first Deadpool or the second one, I was like, "Oh, look at this! This big mansion we can only afford. Yeah. <laughs> we can only afford to to ZX men or whatever." Yeah, um, basically. And it, that's what it felt like to me, and that's all. That's all. I, I couldn't get it out of my head once I'd done that because there wasn't there wasn't even any background characters anyway. So it was yeah, a bit of a strange choice. But I, like you say, I can see why they did it because the focus should be on them and and why that is. But yeah, it did feel a bit because I was half expecting. There to be someone else behind the computer system, you know, like the computer was always. There's obviously oh, there definitely is, right? Yeah, yeah. That, I know there is on, on that, end, but I meant like inside the hospital, you know, when it kept showing shots. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. You thought you were going to see someone. Or yeah, but it just turns out to be the nurse again, didn't it? So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that's I'm reading the bit on the trivia now. Apparently, John Ham was cast to portray that Essex guy. Wow, the, see that's that's such good casting. And he was going to be Mister Sinister, apparently, but he was that role was. Uh, well, they said they filmed it and it's been cut, but I don't wow. have to believe. I don't have to what believe that to be honest. But that would have been good. And looking at the cast, uh, I don't know if many. Tom pointed this out, so he should get all credit for it. 
And Nick, can you guess what the voice of the Smiling Man was? Or who did the voice of the Smiling Men? I have absolutely no idea. Marilyn Manson. Oh, wow. That's a <laughs> random pick. Yeah, that is. That is. We, we're not is, quite sure. He might have been Sorry, cut. He's on IMDb, but I can't remember the little weirdo people actually talking. Yeah, I can't, the, well, this is the thing, like, as we're going through this now, we've talked about stuff cut from the trailer, really good casting choices. It's clear that realistically, in another alternate universe, this is actually a really good film because it's got all the ingredients to be a good, mm. a good, different X-Men chapter that's a horror film. Even going back to talking about, like, the, the there's so many clear nods that they're giving to other films or other TV shows. Like, I think I wrote in the review, like, how the two clear indications to Buffy and it's like you you're trying to go for that vibe and you're just not you're nowhere close to it or I think I remember reading like in terms of production they were they were they really took a or were aiming to take a lot from uh, it like the remake really of yeah well and you when you look at it it makes sense i.e these you know all these kids it goes through their individual fears of you know the priest you know the um the kit like setting the setting his girlfriend on fire, etc. Like you look at that, and then you look at it with, you know, the egg hunt, the the aggressive dad, like various yeah. little chapters. It focuses on each individual member of the of the losers club, like it does with this. But then even with like the figure coming through the wall, like that's that didn't make the film. That's a clear nod to like Freddy Krueger, of another film about teenagers that have to like you know all join up to to fight this like one evil that isn't apparent in this film in any way. Um, <laughs> And it's just, it's just like why, why try and not pay even homages, but why even put plant the seed of this is where we're trying to go and go. We'll, we'll do it then. Actually, do it. Like, it makes no sense. Um, and like you say, the fact that the amount of stuff that was cut from the trailer and the fact that John Hamm might have turned up in it, like, it just sounds like an absolute production nightmare um, for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Do you think Disney diluted it a little bit? to make it more friendly, kiddie friendly and more to their uh, appeal, their range to have it on Disney Plus or whatever. Do you reckon? Um, I don't think we'll ever really know to be fair. Um yeah. Damn it! there's been that many that many rumors and that many, you know, pieces part about um you know, reshoots that happened and then didn't happen and then cuts that have happened and I just don't think I don't think we'll ever get to the bottom of it to be honest. Um yeah. But it would be it would be interesting. It'd probably make a better film than the about film say, made about, itself. About, about to say it'd be it... a better, better, better film. Someone make that film, the making of this film. <laughs> the be... Making oh, it'd be a really good documentary. Like yeah. I think I think it's clearly like an absolutely forgotten like child and just like of a, a product of a, of a of a time between the bigger, you know, a massive deal that was happening and Disney were like, well, this is nothing to, this is nowhere near the brand we want to get. And now we've got the rights, we're going to sack this whole franchise off anyway and start a new one. So, you know, we can, we can bring it out, but we're not really bothered if we take a hit. And I think in hindsight, when you think about it, they probably wouldn't have been that bothered about it had COVID not kicked off. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, if they if they would have taken the hit, like I remember reading ages ago about how Disney have lost however much, however many billion this year, and said there's an Avengers size hole. Like, if you've got one film set, from from my understanding, is hasn't it like done the most? Hasn't it made like seven million or something already? It it's done 
fairly good business as in i mean it would do because there's nothing else in the cinema <laughs> like, <laughs> like what else are you going to see and i think next week it's pretty dire in terms of actual films coming out in the uk i'm not sure about like overseas or anywhere um but like i mean it's what's the, what's the budget what have we got I'm just on a look now um I... it's definitely in the millions <laughs> what the budget it's made the... uh hold on Budget was 67, it's made 10. But that, I don't think that's any sort of, um, any representation of the standard of the film. I just think, like, it's not going to, any film that comes out within the next couple of weeks, if that doesn't have Christopher Nolan's film name on, is not going to make a lot of money. Yeah. I say it's not, it's not out properly in the UK yet, is it? Like, I mean, we're, we're recording this on Tuesday, of course, second. sorry. It's out, it's out tomorrow, isn't it? I think, oh my when, god, yeah, that's wow. Yeah, well, that just so, shows as well. They're trying to, they were trying to push previews out as well. Yeah, Damn which is that. weird because why would I don't know why they just wouldn't make that the release date rather than just previews. But anyway, there's probably some sort of marketing behind it. If it does really well, do you reckon they'll push for a sequel now? Definitely not. Okay. I don't think it's no. gonna make <laughs> a lot anyway. I think after all the trouble that this one went through, I think they'll just they'll scrap it and see what you know marvel does with yeah mutants next i reckon yeah um, which it. is a shame because you know there is potential there with the characters and their powers um but yeah i wouldn't even say that as well i'd say like the extent of the actual cast like by the final act i feel like there's a collection of there's some there's actually some talent in it like mm. i feel like uh Maisie williams can do. I feel like Maisie Williams could do no wrong. She can be in a dire film, and she probably turns up to be the best thing in it. Case in point, the New Mutants. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but like, on your Taylor Joy, um, while she is doing her best villain impression, um, is yeah. re- is, I, is I feel was okay in it. Um, and Charlie Heaton as well. I thought it was good. Yeah, I did. I did like Charlie in it. So Anya's. I think Anya's character was just. Oh, I just couldn't get on. I mean, I love Anya and, and, and her work and everything, but um, Ileana, I just couldn't get on with at all. I just, right. it was like when, like when she's spouting all this stuff to um, to Moonstar. Danielle, yeah, Moonstar, um, and you know she's being like racist and all that. You just think, Ooh, why? Yeah. What's what's it? What, there's no point in that. Why would you write that? I mean, we get it that she doesn't like her because she's new and all that. There's just no need for that. What they went with, and it's yeah. The thing is, I think I think I'm not condoning that in any way, but I feel like a better writer would have would have if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, have a payoff at the end where she turns out there's some resolution between the two characters, mm. and I feel like that wasn't even established. Like it was just a big scary bears turned up. Let's have a scrap. That yeah. was that was basically <laughs> it, and she she steals like I think because she's got such a presence anyway, she steals every scene she's in. Um, admittedly, you're right for the for, on occasion for the wrong reasons. Like I, I actually thought her her backstory, the fact that you know when she's like, I killed what was it, sixteen men or something, and it's like, all right, hard not. Um, <laughs> but but you're odd. Um, but like I just, I don't know. There was just no, even the final sort of moments of like a clear walking off into the sunset moment. I'm like, you, I don't believe you as a group in any way. No, yeah, no. definitely not. Just reading on uh, Wikipedia, apparently the Elana is the sister of Colossus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't get that. 
But I liked I, to go on to that in terms of little homage, like little nods and stuff. I loved, I didn't, I didn't love, but I thought, okay, that's pretty cool in terms of who do you think it is that's keeping us here? <laughs> and Henry Zaga's like sunspot is like, isn't it obvious? And sort of did his, just, did the classic just, Professor yeah. X like head rub. Yeah. And I was like, that's cool because it, it, I think the opening of it, what of, you know, the, the sort of backstory of Danielle's character of like, she's the only survivor of an incident that's happened in a village. And the doctor's like, so that's happened and you're a mutant, but we don't know what your power is. And you're just like, what? <laughs> like, and there's no, there's no sort of, it was almost like a Harry Potter moment. It's like, you're a mutant Moonstar. Like, <laughs> I'm a what? Um, there was just no, like, there's no actual delving into the world that it's supposed to be set in um, because yeah. they're just bound to this, this hospital that looks like it's from glass. It, yes, it does. I just thought none of it had a payoff, like the whole movie. None of yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's every scene. There was just nothing. There was no, even the ending. I was. I would prefer a big bad guy than a big, a, a big a, bear, a big, a big bad bear. <laughs> her fighting her in a, in a demons or whatever it's meant to be. Uh, Spoiler. But I say, didn't. Sorry, mate. Go on, mate. Go on. I was, I was going to say. I think the one scene that I think I, I could say is easily my favourite was the um, the scene in the pool. Um, yeah, that was yeah. That, if the rest of the film had been like that, it would have been would have been solid. But yeah, that that scene was pretty horrifying. But again, just the way it was handled, to, like towards the end, it was just, yeah, it just wasn't it just wasn't done well. Um, but the actual, you know, when when you see her in the pool and the hand comes up and things like that, it's mm. pretty terrifying. I think I, I think yeah, those bits were going in the direction you wanted it to um but if i'm completely honest like i love i love a team up like doesn't matter how shit the superheroes are like to see them all go right okay let's like get our stuff together um i kind of liked and i I liked the sort of not chemistry but sort of like friendship between uh sam and um Henry Zaga's character, Sunspot. Like it was the fact that he was panicking. It was like, mate, not up. Come on, let's like let's go to work. Like I, I, I'm always gonna be like up for that. But mm. I think it's I think it's the same issue as well as how many times are we gonna see a comic book film where they end up having to fight a big giant CGI thing? Yeah. <laughs> like oh. it just, you know, it would have been it would have been more I don't know more effective if she was actually like almost like the the bear was an entity around her like she was at the center of it if that makes sense i'd prefer if she was evil all the way along than she or you know <laughs> <laughs> she really, should have been evil <laughs> that's, that's what i love evil people but yeah, yeah. just i've just it, it would have been better for me if she turned out yeah i'm doing this stuff on purpose to fuck you all over especially yeah then, to be fair that would have been an interesting sort of like tweak on it and it would have been leaning into that horror thing of of almost like a slasher Mm. but not um but in, if i'm completely honest i didn't think blue hunt's performance was particularly great either like it's it's interesting that you know we we're, we're watching a film what three years ahead of when it should have been three years after when it should have been out and it feels like it feels from that from that era like it feels yeah. like a dated ya adaptation of a, of a film and the and the central lead i just didn't really care about or was impressed with in any way 
if I'm completely honest. Everyone around her really enjoyed, but but her character particularly, um, just there was nothing. There was nothing there for me. Don't know if that's just me or I'm a bit brutal or what. And that, that's a problem when she's meant to be carrying the film. Or yeah, definitely. And everything's meant to revolve around her. I will sit in a tree for twenty minutes and just that's leave everyone else to do the work. I'm just like okay, fair enough. Yeah, or go up the clock tower. Um, they all look so young. Like I know what these all these people look like now. That's kind of what kind of shocked me a little bit. Like Maisie Maisie Williams looked really young. Well, obviously, was it three years ago, four years ago when they made it? Uh, well, it's it's also the fact of like she was probably still she was in Game of Thrones mode still, which is mu- crazy. Very much so, and he's very much the beginning of Stranger Things. Charlie Heaton probably. And, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, didn't think about. And Anya Taylor Joy was coming off the witch around then probably four years ago i'd say i feel like this will be what for her what uh the first class films were for jennifer lawrence like let's just get it out of the way <laughs> <laughs> like I've, I've signed on the dotted line and I've, i'm not really bothered about anything after this but yeah i'll do it i, I quite like first class no, I mean, no, but like first class, yeah. But then obviously after first class with Jennifer Lawrence, her career just fucking exploded. Oh, that's true. And then yeah. it's the same with this. But also, what was your thoughts on her like CGI pet dragon mate? Oh, Lockhart. Lockhart? Yeah. Or Lockhead? Lockheed? Lockhead. Lockhead. Is Lockhart from Harry Potter? I think that's where I've got that. <laughs> <laughs> that was the Potter talk earlier. Is that Kenneth Branagh uh, in Harry Potter? It is, yeah. Yeah, mate. If he'd have rocked up, I'd be like, "You're in Tenet." Um, <laughs> he's, in, he's in everything now. Just he's in everything. In everything. <laughs> you're rushing in that. You're dragging in this. this. You're just a chameleon. Uh, I, I liked the way they 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 put him in. Um, you know, obviously because he's the little puppet who, you know, she's she uses her as a child. It was her imagination. It was a real dragon. So I kind of, I, um, yeah, I like the way they sort of implemented him into the film, even though he was. Fucking useless against giant <laughs> <laughs> Fucking on him for trying. Fucking Yogi Bear on steroids versus Spyro. Let's see how this goes down. Um, yeah, yeah. But I just, I, I think that's one of those things I, in terms of uh, like comic book nods that fans of the books will, or the, the characters will be like, wicked. Even though actually in the comics, um, that character's linked more to uh, Shadowcat than, than Magic's character. Um if I put my uh, research glasses on, uh, you're, I think you're, you're, ne- fine. you're now just saying words that I don't understand. <laughs> so basically, so basically, the character actually originated from a fairy tale that uh, Kitty Pride, who was played by, I remember Kitty Pride. Yeah, so Kitty Pride basically tells Magic's character a fairy a fairy tale, and she makes this character up, and then eventually, um, it's like it reappears as like an actual real character but it's more linked to shadow cat than than magic's character um and who's shadow cat is that was the one this? that can like run through walls and shit i thought that was kitty pride same it's the same name man so oh, uh, like God. so like you know like wolverine and logan like, yeah i suppose so yeah i'm with you is it is, is it ellen page in the films that's yeah. the name god mate yeah. the name just completely left my head <laughs> why is that yeah, juno temple in my head for some reason no idea why yeah. <laughs> but yeah so that was my little like research bit that I did after and was like, oh, right. But then fans of that will be like, well, that's not right. It's not comic book accurate. Um, <laughs> so yeah, fans might be annoyed. They might be annoyed with the whole film. If I'm I, honest, I, but... Yeah. I was just thinking, I wonder how they feel about the, about it. 
I don't think they'd be that happy. Probably, <laughs> to be honest, probably the way it's just being treated. Um, yeah. Because if you're a big fan of this, you've been waiting a long time for it to be on screen, and you've had to put up with some pretty awful X-Men films, and finally you think, oh, finally they're making the comic book that I love, and it's a bit darker, and then this comes out, and you think, oh, good. Good. A bear. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, the demon bear is, like, quite a big character, Mike, but the thing is, as well, if you're a fan and you're seeing a film, you're a film about the characters you love being pushed back God knows how many times, you'll just be like, well, this isn't promising at all, is it? Um, like, I think I think it was just, like, dead on arrival, and I think it's probably only going to make its money because there's literally nothing else to watch um, in cinemas when it comes out on Friday. Um, or Thursday, sorry. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just a missed opportunity. And I'd I'd be interested, like we talked about remakes, I'd be interested to see how, well, not remakes, but if they'll revisit it, how long a, a time they'll they'll touch it, yeah. how long before Marvel wait and go, right, let's have a go at this. Well, let's talk about that in a minute. Don't ruin my next segment. <laughs> um, sorry, you bastard. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> Went up and again, sir, I promise. No, you're doing really well. Um <laughs> <laughs> Told you the exam the exam comparison made sense. Yeah, I suppose so. What did you think like the music and stuff and um the effects? Because I've seen some unfair treatment on, on Twitter about the you know the, the the I don't know if you've seen it, the still of the bear. Oh, like, yeah. I don't yeah, remember yeah. it looking that bad. No, I didn't. I actually remember watching it going, That looks good. Yeah. For a big like smoke-filled bear. That's, yeah, that's, that, that picture that's them. doing the round. That picture that's doing the rounds. I, yeah, I, it must just be that, that picture because it, it didn't look that bad. Not well, at all. Well, I'm not being funny. Like, if you saw a, a like a handheld shot or, you know, a dodgy bootleg image of even Avengers Endgame when it first came out, you were hyped about the actual sight of Captain America holding a hammer, not how bad the CGI was. Mm. Or, like, how it looked not quite there. And I think this is the same standard. Like, it... It's completely taken out of context. I think it looks. I I was impressed with how it looked. Yeah, music wise, I don't think I could. I could comment. I can't remember. No. I yeah. Genuinely can't remember. Nothing sticks out for me. <laughs> no. I Except yeah. like Pink Floyd in the trailer. That's pretty much it. Yeah, that yeah, been that was... Um. So this film, it's um. How would you try and sell it? Because it's had the delays, the pushbacks. And all people have seen recently who haven't, are not willing to go to cinema or don't want to go to cinema, all they've probably seen is that shot of the bear, the the, the shots of Anya Taylor-Joy using the language to Moonstar, and uh, all the reports about the whitewashing. Do you think that's a little unfair on this film? Or would you say? <sighs> it's got a lot against it, is what I'm trying to say. It's got, yeah, it's got a lot against it everywhere. I think... Like I can, I appreciate and and like agree with a lot of things that's been said. Um, like going back to like some of the stuff that um, Magic says in the film. Like the 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 frustration about that is you can put you can put let's be honest right you can put racism in a film as long as it's relevant mm. or as long as it's part of the plot. Perfect example is like Lovecraft Country. Like every see every episode. Racism is such a core point in that thing that it's it's integral to the story, and I feel like if that had been used correctly, well, you know, if an if a wrong element had been used right, 
the pay there might have been a payoff and she might have sort of seen the error of her ways but there was just nothing there was no resolution yeah. with that it was just like i'll deal with this because i'm really hard and it's like okay you're still a dick though yeah <laughs> which i mean like I'm, I, it was just she and i think it was the fact i couldn't shake the fact that i was like i'm just literally watching a younger version of villanelle with a pet dragon oh yeah <laughs> what a comparison yeah it's true though isn't it like i think it's i think as well it's really interesting the fact that um a while ago before um the whole rumors of like the furiosa prequel um got mentioned she was actually one of the first names that got linked to it and it's like i don't know if they sort of looked at Anya taylor joy and was like no we need someone a bit older <laughs> and they actually do look quite alike as well yeah is that jody comer or? jody comer yeah they actually do when you, if you put them side by side it's like the whole um oh who is it who's the like weird likenesses in celebrities come on guys give me an example what, what do you i don't know what you mean you know when like people that are in no way related but actually look really similar it's like um, margot robbie and the girl from sex education like they look really similar oh, but samantha actually, weaving. weaving that's the one yeah. tomorrow weaving. thank you we got there teamwork yeah yeah but yeah she it was just i've gone off a complete tangent sorry folks it's <laughs> all right i asked the question my fault um yeah tom what about you would you do you reckon because i don't know anything about this cast about the whole whitewashing thing do you think that's is that true yeah so um sorry to give that I'm that not... question to you tom no, I so, so, i've given um... you a hand mine there there you go son um... enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> See, I've not, I've not actually read too much into that, but I had seen it, it caused quite a bit of an uproar, um, and obviously the the creator um, had a lot to say about it. Yes, he did. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that question. But yeah, it's. Um, it's I, I wouldn't say it would. It should deter people. I think. If if you've been looking forward to the film, you go, if you know you feel safe enough, go to the cinema, go and give it a watch. You know, as as you do with every film, go and make your own judgment about it. Um, but yeah, it's it's just fine. That's it's, it. It's just it is. Fine. There's only it's... so many ways we can say this is an okay film. Um, yeah, but so, I mean that. So let's try. So so mediocre. I think, I think fine is fine. Is a, good, a good result for this film after yeah. after everything that's gone on. I think, well, I think you know, twentieth century studios should be happy with it. it's, you know, it's watchable. Do you know when yeah, this... I was just about? I was very surprised it was as good as it was. Put it that way. Do you know this would be really good? It'd be really good on an airplane on a night flight. You're about four hours into it, and there's nothing else on, and everyone else is really tired and sleep, and you're quite <laughs> dozy. This would be an amazing yeah. film to put on then. One hundred percent. Because that's when I watched Venom and I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there should definitely Netflix should definitely have a section of watch on a plane or or form of transport. Like there should be a a trip section on Netflix, and yeah. this would undeniably land in there. Well, Disney Plus if it's going to end up there. Well, that's why I enjoyed Dark Phoenix as well because that was the same point in my flight back from Canada. <laughs> I've seen one. a pattern here, mate. Yeah, we're onto something here. <laughs> but someone should write. Someone should write a feature on 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 the website of just films to watch on a plane. <laughs> I should do that. I watch a lot of films on planes. Um. Let's talk about ratings. I'm going to come to you, Nick. We're going to go out of five because, you know, jump cut. Uh, well, I, I, I mean, I did the review. I gave it three. 
Like it's perfectly acceptable. Wow. It's, it, it's me. It's better than I thought it would be, but I'll never watch it again. Like it's, I think there's, there's clear mo we've, we've said there's, there's definite elements in there that had they been turned up a notch, it would have been better than it was. But I think the, I think there's certain cast members in it that make it, make it watchable. Mm. Um, but it's just like, it's just a nothing. It's just a nothing film that, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, it's clear that it was part of a puzzle they were never going to see again. So what's the point? Ouch. But yes, also, Free, I think Free is very kind. Tom, what about you? Were you? Yeah, I'm sort of two and a half, three, um, for, for all the same reasons, really. It's, it's probably, I'd probably give it another watch when it comes out, maybe on sale somewhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm not in a rush to see it again. Wasn't. I didn't fall asleep watching it, you know. It, it was entertaining enough. But Put that on the it poster. Just, yeah. it, it just, it just, it had, it had the parts there. It just didn't use them right. It was yeah. just, yeah. I would. I go, think. I think as well. I think it would have made a really good TV show. It would. Yeah. It still a good, could. A good series. I think if you're listening, Disney. <laughs> <laughs> as they are always always listening um, always listening i would go a two out of five i really i just i was a little bit bored of it and like you said nick if everything everything was a little bit dialed up a bit more i think that would have helped massively i think there's enough to keep just to keep you interested i thought i don't know if we mentioned it the whole relationship between rain and um moonstar you know worth watching yeah i thought that because cool. that because that's different that hasn't i don't think been portrayed like that in other superhero films as far as i can remember or x-men's films in particular yeah um, but then i think going back to the, the the nod from buffy like it showed um willow and what's the chops like for it was the first on-screen sort of it's the first sort of same-sex um kiss scene in a in a book in the in the series i think and i think again it was like we're aiming for this hopefully oh. we'll, we'll we'll reach the target and they didn't well there you go i, I don't know the reference you're talking about because i've never really watched buffy i'm sorry what i know of <laughs> buffy and i've watched some buffy <laughs> i'm aware of her work she slays <laughs> vampires i believe <laughs> and i've dipped in and out of certain episodes but i've never you know oh mate what's wrong with you Gosh, there's like a list. There's easily a list of Buffy episodes where I'm like, like best TV, best bit of TV ever. Personally, I've watched the one with the, the creepy men, um, as a which is also in that film as well. Yeah, yeah, that that was definitely there. Um, <laughs> that was there. I saw that. that I, was, I was, that I was, was really, with my eyes. <laughs> again, I was just hoping. I was like, oh, cool characters. Let's see what they do. Oh, I don't really understand what they're doing there now, but uh, yeah. And then the, the masks went off. But anyway, there you go, people. It is what it is. I think altogether it's about two and a half from us in the podcast. Nick gave it free. So that is, is that a recommendation from Jumpcast? Is that or cut? <laughs> I feel like it's a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah Normally three stars and up is a recommendation, I'd say. I mean, there you go. Is it enough to drag people back to the cinema, though? It's no tenant. Well, mate, we've said it's a day out, you know? <laughs> Again, put that on the poster. It's oh, day out and you won't fall asleep. <laughs> we've done the marketing for this film already. Oh, just give us the money, you know? Come on. 
Let's just move on. <laughs> right. As as Nick was talking earlier, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. When I say they, Marvel and Disney do with the X-Men mutant uh, package now. Package is not the right word, but who cares? Moving on. What do you think the future holds for these characters? Not just these characters, but the X-Men and the mutants. Do you reckon they're going to be plunked somewhere into the Marvel Universe uh, soon? Or are you going to wait a few years? And which characters do you want to see? And who do you think would be good in them? Uh, I feel like I gave the hand grenade last time to Tom, so I'm going to get to Nick this time. <laughs> I'm not being funny. That's a, that's a very easier hand grenade than the one you gave Tom, <laughs> if I'm completely honest. <laughs> like, you've given Tom a hand grenade and I've got a water balloon, but I'll just go with it anyway. Um, so sorry, Tom. I really am. <laughs> like, um, I think probably you're not going to see these characters. You'll definitely see them. You'll definitely see X-Men turn up because from what I remember when Kevin Feige turned up at Comic-Con and it was like Blade got announced, like Mahershala Ali walked out and Blade got revealed. He ended it with like, you're going to see, what was the quote? He said something along the lines that you'll eventually, you're going to see mutants at which point everyone obviously lost their collective shit when they heard that. Um, But I, I think... I think obviously recent events, if I'm completely honest, are, are going to throw uh. the MCU into complete di- into disarray, unfortunately. Um, and understandably, rightfully so, really. They're going to have to sort of figure where they go go in future because um, there's such a key elements missing from it now. Um, but with X-Men, I think that's a dead cert that that will turn up eventually. I, my hope is they don't go with the obvious characters. And if they do, they do it further down the line. Yeah. Um, like, uh, yeah, like, you know, the obvious names will get thrown in, Wolverine, Magneto, etc. But I don't want those guys yet. I want, you know, I, even if they said, you know, get John Hamm on the phone and we'll we'll have him we'll have him as Mr. Sinister in this, that would be amazing. Um, but I'd rather see almost like an Avengers standard X-Men film of an actual team that, you know, that you get to meet and, and know more about, etc. Um, but yeah, I think it's a dead cert. Yeah, I'd like to see Gambit, a proper Gambit. I know he, he popped up in one. Channing Tatum's Gambit, or uh, any kind of Gambit at this point. That's... Any kind of Gambit, he says. Jack Black is Gambit. Um... Oh, I would hate to see that. <laughs> Imagine Jack Black as Wolverine. He's about the size, and he could do it. Yeah, that's not a bad show, actually. <laughs> I, I can't you imagine anyone but Hugh Grant and not Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant as Wolverine, my God, what a film. That is a piece of casting. Take right my there. money, take my money. Colin just, Firth as Sabretooth. I've just found the tweet soundbite for this episode. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I meant Hugh Jackman. Can you, like, who are you? Uh, I'm, uh, uh, yeah, um, uh, oh God, oh God, I'm so, I'm so flustered. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think I think I'm the same with Nick. Really, like, I, I would I do want to see them characters again, but we've had a lot of them over the years. Yeah, so we've had two <laughs> we've of had each of them. We've had <laughs> we've had the... two Professor X's and we've had two Magneto's, and yeah, I think they're they're going to have to recast. So let's not get let's not give us a third one just yet. Let's breathe and get. I know there. I know this is I'm completely going against what I've just said, but if you were going to recast Wolverine, who would you have? Because I feel like that's the that's the big name that like. I it's have, like it's like someone stepping in as Bond. I have a boring answer. I think it's already out in the universe. But Taron Edgerton is about. I think he could do it. 
Plus, I want to see a short because Wolverine's quite a short gentleman, and as a a man of <laughs> a, as a man of a certain height, <laughs> I would, Grant not feel I'd like build? to be well represented. <laughs> on, on screen. Hugh Grant's too tall. Yeah, <laughs> as you as you're seeing Taron Egerton slice through people with adamantium claws, it's like it's like it's me. <laughs> I would like that. That's um, me up there. Yeah, little and little and angry. Um, <laughs> anyone, little and angry. Little and angry. <gasps> I can't. Anyone else at the moment? I can't really think of anyone off the top of my head. You know. I I think I'd be fine with not seeing Wolverine for a few years. I, I think, really I really like Wolverine though. <laughs> I think I think Jackman's done such a a brilliant job with it, and especially not Grant, the, the send off, <laughs> especially the send off with uh, with Logan. I yeah, think yeah. I think it's it's best just not, just to leave him alone for a while and let him rest, and then bring him in later to like five ten years in the MCU or something, and and do it that way. But it will be interesting to see how they actually introduce them because they've obviously not to this point they've never been allowed to say mutants. Mm. Yeah, so it's just such a weird thing, isn't it? Like, yeah. don't dare say the M word. <laughs> yeah, it's like that when they um when they introduced Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, didn't they? Call, they called them enhanced or something. Yeah, yeah. They're not allowed to say the M word. Not allowed yeah. to say that. It's um, like muesli. <laughs> yeah, um, and obviously, like, yeah. They're mutants that have already been introduced, so they wouldn't come in as proper mutants, like as with the other X Men. So it's interesting, but hopefully, man, I I, I kind of trust them with to deal with it right. I think they've learned quite a lot from yeah, they do all right films, don't they? Really? I mean, yeah, they've they've handled they've handled them well so far. So I think. I think we can. I think they're in safe hands. What What do you think is going to come first, an X Men film or a Fantastic Four film? Well, I think to sort of follow on from what Tom said of like they've already they've introduced two characters that aren't necessarily mutants. They're not referred to as such, but I think the way the the obvious thing would be like One Division to sort of oh, mess yeah, stuff yeah. up yeah, and yeah. throw that into the mix and open open that up a bit more. Um, and just, Tom, I know you've said you don't want Wolverine, but I'm going to throw a name at you. <laughs> not right. And if, you're not, if, you, if you don't want it, you throw it right back. Jack O'Connell as Wolverine. Oh, No, yes. that'd be good. Jack Boom. O'Connell. Jack... <laughs> I will watch Jack O'Connell at anything. So, yeah, I, I, would, I would definitely... I'd be interested in that. There you go. But like you say, with, with WandaVision, they've also got... Um, Doctor Strange as well, aren't they? Which I think, yeah, that is going to open all sorts of new opportunities for them. Like you said, they're just going to mess with all the multiverse, so any literally anything could happen. I just can't wait to see like Miles Morales to just rock up and just be like my head to explode from just the madness. <laughs> of it. Um, but yeah, I'm also excited for that. You can tell by the sound of my voice. Um, <laughs> yeah, the enthusiasm has just spiked there, mate. No, but I am. I, yeah, I am. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what the future of Marvel holds because now they have all these characters. And now this is officially ended. This is officially the, what, the 13th film in the X Men saga or whatever it was. Lucky for some. It's a shame. And it's a shame it's ended with like a damp, damp squid because some of the, when it, the X Men films were good, they were really good. Like X Men. Oh, yeah. X Men Two, the Nightcrawler bit, aced. Um, 
yeah, easily like my most memorable sort of comic book moment in the film. Yeah. Where I was just like, what is going on? This guy's mental. Um, but yeah. But like you said, we've seen... Also, we've got like... Also, you've got Deadpool as well. You've got to think of what Deadpool's going to do to the MCU. Like, that's going to be mad to see Ryan Reynolds in there. I can't picture it. I, 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 I can't get my head around that. I don't... <laughs> I like I yeah, like Deadpool, yeah. but I just don't see how he's going to fit into that world at all. They'll just jam him in and let Ryan Reynolds do his thing, right? Like oh yeah. <laughs> just... Can you just like just imagine him being like, oh god, again with a new Professor X, like the third one? Why do we need another one? Yeah, um, it would just be crazy. I'm just trying to think of bald men for Professor X. And all like, <laughs> all, all just, it's nothing to do with this. I'm just like. <laughs> That's it. We've got Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis is Professor Bruce, X. Bruce Willis is Professor X. My gosh. He would amazing. do it. Uh, Mark Strong. Who else? Oh, yeah. Mark Strong's an obvious one. But my, my worry as well is, is with this universe expanding, you're going to start... I know it sounds really stupid. You're eventually going to run out of people to star in films. They've got to. Well, you know, new people do come along. I know, but like when you think of there's certain... There's just like, I feel like there's a certain level of talent they've gone for that are like A-listers. And I feel like it's getting to the point now where you're seeing certain people turn up and it's like, oh, I would have loved to have seen you as this character and not the one you are now, if that makes sense. I don't know if that's just me, but but it's like, it's like I'd love to see sort of Idris Elba turn back up in it, but he can't because he's already played someone else. It's just, yeah, I just feel like it's just... The bigger it gets, the smaller the list will be. Who was Idris Elba? Why have I forgotten Idris Elba? Idris Elba was Heimdall in Thor. It was, ah, yes. yes. <laughs> Come on, that guys. Me- that memorable <laughs> character, Heimdall. <laughs> no, but do you know what I mean? Like, you can't have him now play someone else because you just be like, you're in Thor. You were Thor. Well, you weren't Thor, but, you know. Yeah, but surely, well, like I say, but if, he, if after all this stuff with the multiverse happened and he turns up as another character, would it be weird? Just put him in a do suit. We, do we think? Yeah. Yeah, but I'd love as well. I'd love Deadpool to be like, no, you were someone else. <laughs> You're definitely someone else. Well, it's like when he was um, he's in Deadpool 2 and he's with Josh Brolin and he's like, like keeps making Thanos references to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But that's another thing. So that's a literal situation where Cable, got, will Cable be in the MCU? Yes. Right? Which is, oh, I'd imagine so, yeah. He's part of the Well, MCU. it's mad because I just want, I want someone to be like, just... Just put this paper, purple paint on your face for two seconds. I just want to see something. Just Josh Brolin will be all the villains. He'll just catch yeah. all the villains. Yeah, all the villains. And then it turns out to be like a nutty professor scenario where they're all sat around a table and it's just Brolin, like a Brolin table. <laughs> I'd probably watch it. <laughs> be honest, but yeah, I think we've covered that now. Would you agree? Any any other castings? For some reason, I really like to see Denzel as like. Captain Fantastic, wherever he is. Mr. Fantastic? But I think he's a bit old for it now. Um, I saw, like, the whole dream casting. I think Boss Logic did a, did a, a, a piece of, like, Emily Blunt as an Invisible Woman and John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. Yes, I can see both of them. Good I'd be down for that. And, and John Cena as the thing. That would be great. <laughs> what about Johnny Torch? Or Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Human Torch? Johnny Torch. Johnny Torch. Johnny Torch. Um, <laughs> tonight, singing live, it's Johnny Torch. Um... <laughs> Um, is it Johnny Storm? Yes, Johnny Storm. You're right. Um, but no one. Zach Zach Efron. I think Zach Efron was on the list for Boss Logic's piece that he did. But yeah, he, he gets fan cast a lot for that, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. It'd also um, quite be good as Wolverine, wouldn't he? He's about he's about that height, a little bit taller than me, but 
I'll take it. I, I still I think Tom Hardy would be an amazing Wolverine as well. I stand by that. Yeah, he's much taller than me, Nick, so he's out. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, that's how it's going to play. We'll just have like random people turn up and be like, can you just stand next to... Dave. <laughs> <laughs> can't, have, can't have Hardy. He's in Venom, which is Zony, Sony, which is also Marvel. Oh, <laughs> What's that spunk? Yeah. I am <laughs> spunk oh, universe. The spunk universe, my God. Who sat down and thought, yeah, that's what we'll call it? They're definitely sat. They've got to be. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> They're not there anymore. And on that note, after t- discussing the spunk universe, I think we should. <laughs> I think that's a beautiful place to finish. End on a high. Uh, end on a high. Uh, Tom, shall we do Patreon stuff or do you want to do magazine stuff first? Uh, go on, give the patrons a shout. Dear Patreons, uh, if you'd like uh, to support us at Jump Cut Online and at Jumpcast and Jump Play, uh, you can uh, go to our website at www.jumpcutonline.co.uk. Check out the Patreon page. There are three different sections. You can pay as little as much as you like. Uh, the higher tier gets your name read out by me on this website. Uh, I mean, podcast. It's very late, people. Um, <laughs> So thank you to these people in particular, Zoe Baines, Daryl Griffins, Hugh Adamson, Orla Smith, Peter Hodgkins, Chris Wilson, Let There Be Light Productions, Sam Luck, Andy Merkin, Fabian Rossa. Thank you very much for your support. We do appreciate it. Um, if you would like to, anyone else, just go, like I said, go to the website. Also like and subscribe to the web, uh, podcast. Uh, and thanks. And over to Tom to talk about issue two of the magazine tom <laughs> yeah so uh well at the time of recording it came out yesterday um and it is the, the issue this issue was all focused on so our, our first issue was all directorial debuts so we thought naturally the second issue will focus on sophomore films um so we've got some some really great interviews in there um from uh, William McGregor, um, Bria Grant, who's just had her film 12 Hour Shift um, screen at Fright Fest this weekend, just gone. Um, and we have lots of great features about um, directors in their sophomore films, um, female directors getting, you know, sort of launched into, um, into their sophomores and indie directors that have gone on to do blockbusters. Um, and we also have a play section, um, which Sam put together with the team, which will fo- which focuses on game sequels, and you know the team highlights some of their some of their favourites. So yeah, if you if you want to um, support us, go grab a copy on the website. It's only five ninety nine, or if you become a patron, you get the magazine for free. Um, oh. And patrons patron tiers start from three pounds sixty, so you get a bargain. Well worth it. Well, it. Is the next issue issue going to be about trilogies? Is that where we're going with this? <laughs> no, we, no, we we ruled that out straight away. Oh. <laughs> we don't we don't know what it is yet, but no, we're we're not going to go. We're not going to be predictive along that line. Okay, cool. <laughs> I thought it was going to be in at the, at the ground there. Uh, thank you for that, Tom. Thank you for coming onto the podcast, Tom. Got anything, no anything else to anything else to promote? We have, um, we have to mention. No, no, at the minute I'm just follow jump cut, support the writers. That's about it. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, Nick, how about you? Got anything you want to plug? Um, 
not a lot, folks. Uh, I've just got my own podcast as well at This Is Real Good UK on Instagram. All the details are on there for a podcast that I've been doing for a while. It's going all right. Um, I've got an angry Scottish co-host. You can listen to us swear a lot and talk about films and stuff. Nice. Um, but yeah. And you got any other reviews coming out? Matt? Um, I've got, I've just been given the go ahead to get one on the way. Um, I've completely forgot the name of it, but it will be on the website and there will be a picture of my face and my name on it, hopefully. Nice. But yeah. Nice. Thanks for coming on, Nick. I'm gl- glad to help, guys, you know. Oh, nice. Anyway. On that note, it's a goodbye from me and a goodbye from the others.